Howdy, 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 sis. Let's chat. So welcome to episode three, and I actually have a special guest with me today. It happens to be my brother. So I'll let him introduce himself, say hi or whatever. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I guess my name is Ivory Elijah Jr. Um, a lot of you guys know me as Jr. So I'm very honored to be on this uh, episode, and and hopefully you guys get something out of it. So let's okay. go. All right, let's go. So today we're actually talking about depression. Um, there's been a lot going on with depression, um, and I've seen a lot of articles with recently one of the pastors, I can't remember in what state, but um, he committed suicide, and that, that really struck a nerve in my heart, um, and it just kind of added on to this podcast where the last one we talked about gateways how anxiety and stress are gateways and so that's what we're going to talk about today so uh we'll be coming from a couple of i guess stories in the bible i'll be talking about judas and peter and Mm -hmm. what about you uh i'll be talking about the story of joseph and then touching a little bit in uh the book of james Mm -hmm. so yeah, so it's it's going to be real chill, you guys. Like, we, we really just want to help bring light on depression. It's, mm-hmm. like, one of those topics that's kind of scary. Yeah, it's, like, one of those topics that a lot of people don't touch on. You know, a lot of people kind of brush it off as, oh, you know, pray about it or, you know, just tough it out. But a lot of people don't realize depression is very, very real. Very real. And suicide is real as well, so. yeah. And so, like, the main things that we want you guys to learn is just, like JR said, how depression is real and Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be overlooked. And then um, why God uses tough seasons in our lives um, to help us grow. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you go ahead and get started. Yeah. um, So I was doing a little bit of research last night and, you know, just looking at some different articles online. And it says that depression is the cause of over two-thirds of the th- uh, 30,000 reported suicides in the U.S. each year. So that's roughly about 20,000 deaths per year just from reported uh, depression. So, I mean, I found that statistic to be, like, just kind of astonishing to me that that many people died just from being depressed. So That's a lot of people. Yeah. And then it says about 1.9 million children from the ages of three to seventeen, have diagnosed depression. Three, three years old. Yeah, like toddler three, <laughs> yeah, three still playing old. with Tonka toys. Yeah, like one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like we can't count one, <laughs> one two, three. You know but that's yeah. that's crazy because like you know, working in schools and stuff mm-hmm. like you you really do see like. But I try to look at like kids. Like, I just don't know what a three-year-old could possibly be depressed about (laughs) i mean it's you you, like at that age they pick up on like what their parents are doing and you know if they see mama and daddy arguing a lot then they're gonna feel that stress in the household and Mm. or i don't know that's it's like that age where 
they kind of mimic what they see. Mm-hmm. So if they see mama and daddy spazzing out, mm-hmm. you know, like they gonna do the same thing. Gonna be spazzing out. Yeah, like that's how we get, you know, little three year olds in the store and stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> cussing and cutting up and stuff. So they just mimicking what they see. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So what are we working with uh, with your people today? Uh, so like I said before, I kind of wanted to touch um, on the story of Joseph. So Joseph was the son of Jacob, and he was the son of many sons that Jacob had, and he was the favorite son. So you can mm-hmm. kind of see like how that played a part in what happened to him because, of course, his brothers were extremely jealous of him. So since they were so jealous, um, they actually wanted to kill him. But instead of killing him, they basically sold him into slavery. That's a whole nother level of jealousy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's your extra. sibling, that's your blood. And like, you literally hate, hate them just because, you know, I mean, but for honestly, like, <laughs> but if you look at it, Jacob clearly told the other brothers, like, this is my favorite. Jacob. Yeah. He told all it. He did. Yeah, he told them, yeah, like, this he did. is my favorite. Yeah. So, of course, like, anybody would be salty if they heard that. Yeah, because everybody wants, like, their parents' approval. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's something. Because we all know, like, mom and daddy like me better than you, wow. but they just don't say it. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> okay. But, all yeah. right. <laughs> so, basically, uh, he was sold into slavery, and... But they didn't realize, like, when they sold him into slavery, like, he was sold into a house of royalty. And, I mean, he worked his way up. He had a a really good job, a really high position. And then he eventually uh, got lied upon by his master's wife, who basically tried to sleep with him. Because they said Joseph was a good-looking guy and everything. So he got sent down into prison. So even in prison... Like, he still had a high position within prison. And the thing about that is, um, if you look at uh, the story of Joseph, it says when he was in prison, it says three times, I believe in, I think, chapter 39, it says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was with Joseph. And the Lord was with Joseph. So even though Joseph took, like, L after L after L after L, it shows us that, like, God was still with him every step through the process why do you think that like he was probably depressed like you know in prison like what do you think some of his thought processes might have been honestly the book or his story doesn't necessarily say that he's depressed Mm -hmm. but i used his uh, story to show like he could have he could have been depressed. He had every reason to be depressed if he wanted to. Yeah, that makes sense. But he chose to to basically stick with God. Like, he trusted in God's process for his life. And that's kind of, like, what I like to tell people is, you know, no matter what you go through in life, like, you just have to trust that God knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's times where, you know, I went through stuff. You've gone through stuff. Everyone out there listening, you've gone through stuff. And it's like, God is a lot smarter than we are. So like his plan is a lot more advanced than we are, you know, than ours. So yeah, that's kind of what I got from it. Basically, um, yeah, Joseph, he, he took L after L and it's like God in his own timing elevated him when it was time for him to elevate or to get elevated. So that's key. Like when it's time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Cause 
a lot of times, like I got this bracelet on from my church and it says, trust the process. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's hard to like trust the process mm -hmm. when you like down in the dungeon or down in the slums mm -hmm. or, you know, you start feeling bad about your situation, but it's like God is building your character. Exactly. Like the other day, um, somebody said like, it's okay to be weak. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, because you know that's that's you know how I am, mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear it, but it's cool or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to be weak because when we're weak, that's when God shows Himself, proves Himself exactly. to be strong every single time. So mm -hmm. it's just a constant reminder, like trust God through the process. If He was with Him in prison, like exactly. He's definitely with us everywhere we go. Exactly, and a lot of people like, a lot of people are you know, lose their jobs or they, they lose a relationship or whatever. And it's like, you want to be by yourself. You don't want to be bothered with or anything. But as you can see with Joseph, he just continued to trust in God. Mm -hmm. And it's like, eventually God, you know, God is always going to be faithful for, you know, with what he says. Yeah. So basically, I mean, that's how I feel like people out there that are going through something, just keep trusting in God and it's going to get better. Now, I will say because like, you know, I've I've gone through depression mm. and I know you've gone through depression mm. and stuff like that, but like, you know, when you're actually in it, mm. it's easier for people to say like, trust in God and Oh, for sure. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge <laughs> him and he will direct your You know what I'm saying? Like all this scripture stuff and you know, like we born and raised, you know, with mm -hmm. biblical principles and mm -hmm. stuff like we get it. But, you know, for people who are really, really struggling, who are mm -hmm. like, man, like, how do I trust God in this mm -hmm. process? Like, mm -hmm. how would you explain what trust actually is? Because it's so easy for us to just quote scriptures and do all this stuff. But are we really getting down and dirty? Mm -hmm. Like with the person and saying like, hey, this is how you trust. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Hmm? I don't know. It's, it's some people who don't who don't know how to trust. Like trust issues is. I know a some real people. Thing. I know some people out there are like angry at God. Yeah. Because maybe God, you know, took they their loved one away, they parent, mm -hmm. uh, whoever it is, they took him. He took him away. You know, called him home. And it's like a lot of people out there have this resentment towards him, and it's like. They don't want to hear anything about God. Yeah. So it's like they don't want to. They don't want to draw closer to Him. They don't want to do anything that deals with God because they're angry and they feel like He did that on purpose. But trust to me, um, I feel like, in my definition of trust, is being vulnerable mm -hmm. to another person, but having. I wouldn't say trust. But just believing that the other person has your best interest. Mm -hmm. So being vulnerable to someone who who has your best interest. That's what I believe trust is. That makes sense. And mm -hmm. that kind of hits home because vulnerability is. Man, like you know nobody want to be vulnerable. Man, because you don't know, especially like if you, you know, going through this for the first time or something. And you're just like, dang, like, can I really trust them? But, mm -hmm. you know, that's when it's kind of like faith, mm -hmm. you know, like. Our uncle always told me that like faith is putting everything in God's hands without a backup plan. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you putting this 
in God's hands and trusting that like this person won't do you wrong and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's 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 key right there. Being vulnerable, mm-hmm. vulnerability is tough. Yeah, I mean, because nobody want to put their like dirty laundry out there. Nobody want to put their business out there. Man. But like sometimes <laughs> it's necessary, and sometimes we hold things in that need to to be let out. That's true. And I feel like that's another thing that leads to depression is just holding things in. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Just let it out sometimes. But you have to find the right people, you know, to surround yourself around. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Well, I guess it's it's kind of like, so like in my stories that I have, I have Judas and then I have Peter. Um, and earlier in yours, um, you had said the word choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the word choice stuck out to me because... Peter had a choice and Judas had a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seemed to me like both of them had every right, just like Joseph, to fall into depression Mm -hmm. and stuff like that because of their situations. Mm -hmm. But Judas decided to take, you know, another outlet. Yeah, he took the the extreme route. Yeah, like (laughs) he, I mean, he took his life. And to me, that was, it wasn't shocking, but... Like, the backstory behind it was <laughs> they was all at the Last Supper. And <laughs> if y'all know the story about the Last Supper, it basically reminds me of this. There was one time where some individuals, I ain't going to list no names, <laughs> but it was a Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving and people started roasting other people's food and mm. saying that it wasn't tasting right. Yep. And people got mad at the yep. dinner. And, shoot, I was cracking up. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's that's basically how I imagine, you know, Last Supper being with Jesus. But mm-hmm. after that, um, with the Last Supper and everything, Judas, like Jesus told Judas, he's like, hey, I know that whatever you got to get done, go ahead and get it done now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Judas basically betrayed Jesus and everything. And everybody at the dinner table all hype, like, dang, <laughs> so it was you guys this whole time. But... One thing that I realized with Judas is that a a lot of times we skip over um, when scripture says that in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Judas and all the guards and stuff came Mm -hmm. up to Jesus to arrest him, Jesus said, my friend, like he greeted Judas and said, Mm -hmm. my friend. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that struck a nerve in Judas's heart where he's like, Oh my gosh, even though I betrayed my savior, mm-hmm. um, one of my best friends, like he still calls me his friend. He mm-hmm. still calls me his own and he still loves me. And I think Judas fell into that depression and that depression just took over, you know, mm-hmm. to where he decided to hang himself. Mm-hmm. But we also don't talk about the step that like he went back to those guards and stuff with the money that they gave him. and was like, yo, I'm sorry, like, I've sinned, please Mm -hmm. take this money back, like, release Jesus, and they're like, nah, it's too late, and so I think Judas fell into um, a word that I like to call hopelessness, Mm -hmm. you know, where, like, when you're depressed, like, sometimes you can feel Mm -hmm. hopeless, like, but what what Judas didn't realize is, like, he, what he did, it had to happen. It did. Because if he didn't do what he did, like 
Jesus would have never, ever fulfilled his purpose here on life. You know, basically, Jesus had to die (laughs) because that's what he was sent here to do. Yeah. So, you know, Judas, he really didn't understand that, you know, Jesus's purpose. But he did feel like how you said that hopelessness. Yeah. And when he felt that hopelessness, like he kind of opened a door to where Satan was whispering things in his head, probably and telling him. He wasn't good enough and he made a mistake and this and that. And then he took it to the extreme and took his life. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing happens every single day, you know, in real life. There are people out there who have the door open to to anyone or, or Satan just whispering things in their mind. And I feel like when you start to listen to Satan, like that's the most dangerous thing that you can do yeah. because you'll start to believe everything he says about you. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I like um, Ephesians when it tells us to put on like the armor of God. Mm-hmm. And I know it gives us like an order and you don't necessarily have to follow that order that mm-hmm. it gives you, but all of the material mm-hmm. needs to be put on. But mm-hmm. personally, like I like to start with the helmet of salvation because <laughs> I, I gotta guard my mind you like, have to. when satan gets in your ear and you your head to. and stuff then that seeps to your heart and mm-hmm. then oh man my thing to you is how do you put on that helmet like what does that helmet look like to you are you talking about like daily routine with like yeah just like say for example what helps you to guard your mind every day which I know it'll be different for like everybody out there, but like mm. how how does it look for Deidre or Sissy? Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, he called me Sissy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me, it's just making sure that I'm in my word daily. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, like there are some moments where I'm like, man, God, I ain't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like you saw me earlier today. I'm like, man. I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I'm sitting <laughs> over here crying to my brother before we even did the podcast. <laughs> but it's it's just being in mm-hmm. his word. Like I, I have to stay in it because when I'm not in his word, mm-hmm. that's when my flesh and I call flesh homegirl. <laughs> that's when homegirls start to rise up Man. and it's not good. Cause like nah. homegirl be wanting to do whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like tell people off and just act ratchet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you ratchet, like, Ain't you know? I ain't judging you. You like for real. <laughs> I ain't judging you because I used to be there. You know. Exactly. But right. uh, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess it's just you know spending time with the Lord and like really having a scripture that I meditate on. Mm-hmm. Like one for me the other day in my devotional was um, it was face your giant mm-hmm. and that's that's what took me through my day where I'm like. Yes, I have these giants, but God is bigger than any giant that I'm going to have. So I was guarding my mind with that. Like, my God is bigger. My God is greater. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know uh, with David, and I remember he was going through, I forgot what he was going through. I can't remember it. But basically, the scripture says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, like, he kept combating you know what satan was saying with the words of god yeah so it's like man you got to shoot them 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 satanic thoughts down with what god is you know saying in his word yeah so i feel like that's one thing that you can do of course like stay in your word but i think another thing and this is something that helped me out like i just picked up a new hobby you know we spoke about this last night like i started working out 
you know, got into weightlifting, you know, just different things like that. Like, you know, kind of step out of your comfort zone because there's a cliche saying basically that says if you do the same thing, you get the same results. That's true. So it's like if you're going through depression or you feel down or whatever, like change up your routine, like do something different. Like on a weekend, go to a museum or, you know, go for a hike, do something different to where like you'll get a different result. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Do something different. Yeah, exactly. And then I would say too, like, um, like we talked about last night, just listening to positivity. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times we absorb, it's like that, that those three roles that we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. where, you know, they mimic what they see or they mimic what they hear. And it's the same with us. Yeah. Like, if we listening to, you know, trash music. The baby. <laughs> trash. Garbage. Just trash music <laughs> that's like, you ain't nothing. And exactly. What is it, Meg Thee Stallion? Trash. Man. I mean, I ain't trying to call people out, but I'm like, <laughs> that's just music that I cannot listen to. Because it's like, what are you feeding me? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the part of, or that's music that be feeding the flesh. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, we got to be careful to not like feed homegirl and homeboy. Yeah, cause, exactly. Cause you be tripping. <laughs> that stuff rise up. Exactly. Straight up. And then, um, like surround yourself with supportive people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like being surrounded with supportive people also means like going back to being vulnerable. Exactly. Um, and that hits home for me because it's hard. You know, it's hard for me to be yeah. vulnerable with people. But just trusting that, like, there are some people who got his place and orchestrated in your life mm-hmm. that genuinely want to help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's up to us to be able to receive that help. Yeah. I think that's what's hard is, like, receiving it. It's like sometimes you got to, you have to put your dirty laundry out there sometimes. Yeah. Like, whether it's embarrassing or not. Like, yeah. Sometimes people need to know things about you. Yeah. In order for you to get the the proper treatment. Yeah. You know, so. Well, we do have a couple of scriptures to leave y'all. We have Psalm chapter one. Mm -hmm. And dang, you ain't got your Bible open. (laughs) (laughs) We we just going to wait for. Right. You better know your books of the Bible too. Psalm chapter one. Yeah, verse two. Verse two. <laughs> okay. You, uh, you got it. Yeah. Come on, Deacon. Go ahead and read it. <laughs> all right. But all right. So it says, um, "But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night." And that kind of goes back to what you said about just being in, in your word every single day. Like if you meditate on God's word every single day, and I'm telling you this from a personal perspective, like it, it works. It makes a difference in your life. It does. It starts your day off. Man. Good. Cause like, I ain't even gonna lie. Some days when I wake up for work, I just don't be feeling it. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, then you got to deal with that Nashville traffic. Man, man, traffic is just terrible, dude. I'm like, man, I do not feel like going. <laughs> he done got started, but that's that one. Uh, we also have Colossians 
chapter three, verse two. Mm, that's gonna take a while for me to. It's. I mean, you you on your flip ministry. I got my scroll ministry right here. It's cool. Colossians. Yeah, you can read that one because it's <laughs> gonna take me a minute. There we go. He don't know his books of the Bible, y'all. Yes, y'all. I do. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Colossians chapter three, verse two. Oh, okay. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of times, you know, when we deal with depression and stuff like that, um, and like, like, like we've said, like we're coming from personal mm-hmm. perspectives, you know, we focus on the situation right now. We focus mm-hmm. on the problem um, instead of focusing on the problem solver, mm-hmm. which is Jesus. Like mm-hmm. he's our problem solver. And that's what that scripture is talking about. You know, just keep our minds focused on. Mm-hmm. The things that are above, which is Jesus Christ, which is our salvation, mm-hmm. which is his love, his peace, his joy, his happiness, mm-hmm. all of that. Keeping our minds on that. One scripture that really stuck out to me today. Um, What was it? Let me go to it real quick. It's Romans you. 8, 18. Oh, okay, you got your books of the Bible. So Romans 8, 18. And it's kind of like ties into what you just said. And I'm going to hurry up and read it. So Romans 8, 18 says, uh, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That's good. So basically, I mean, what that means to me is like, man, the things that we go through down here on this earth, like, it don't even compare what God got prepared for us in heaven, man. Yeah. Like, for real. That's true. So. So, I mean, we we getting ready to wrap it up because we had 25 minutes now. But mm-hmm. we just wanted to, you know, just talk to y'all about, like, you know, depression mm-hmm. and how it's overlooked. But at the end of the day, we all have choices, mm-hmm. you know. Are we going to be like Joseph and like go through the process mm. and like Peter, even though he denied Christ three times, like he had every right to be depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but he decided to still mm-hmm. trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus came back, like Jesus revived him, like mm-hmm. he redeemed him three times where mm-hmm. even though he denied him three times, Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? Mm-hmm. And he he redeemed him. Mm -hmm. So are we going to let Jesus redeem us or, you know, are we going to fall into, you know, just the hopelessness? Mm -hmm. You know, our hope is in Christ and Christ alone. That's what you said at the beginning. We have a choice. Yeah. So which do you choose? Which do you choose? So we going to go ahead and cut this off. It was good chatting with y'all. If y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out. Yep. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah you, i mean y'all got my facebook or whatever you want my number whatever you know i'm always open to talk to anybody so all right so we will chat 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 it up next time bye bye, bye. Uh. <laughs>